Hey, welcome to Street Shots Podcast. We're the Switch to Manual guys. I'm Antonio. And I'm Tom. Hello, Tom. How you doing? Yeah, how do you do? <laughs> you know, you can say, how do you do without moving your lips? How do you do? It's one of those stupid things I've learned over the course of my life. <laughs> yeah. No, that sounds important. For, uh, how did I not know that? How do you do? Uh, anyway, it sounds like some sort of bad uh, Adam's Family episode. Speaking of episodes, this is our 13th episode. Episode 13. And we, we thought we would call it the flow of work. It's a nice little play on workflow. But there's a flow to our work, right? And we were talking about this in the last episode. And I think I wanted to scold you for a couple of things. But we'll we're all dealing. We've been... Yeah, we've been talking for the past 12 episodes about pictures and, you know, this has to come up at some point. Like, how do you and I deal with the mass amount of pictures that we have and what do we do about processing? And, we, you know, this is only we're only doing this for 25 minutes, so we can't come up with a full comprehensive thing. But why don't we just talk about, you know, the overall what's going on? Yeah, I think it's an issue for everybody. You know, I mean, we we're shooting all the time and have thousands and thousands of images, but more and more people are shooting more and more. So, you know, I'm, lots of folks are dealing with, also dealing with thousands of images. And yeah, and so it becomes more important to organize them. And the better system you have, the more likely you're going to be able to find that shot of Aunt Edna, you know, when her birthday comes around and you want to create a personalized card or something. And you know, there's always reasons that you want to go back or somebody, somebody says, Hey, you were, took some pictures at my job thing. You know, could I get one of those? And isn't Aunt Edna the one who ate all the shrimp at the party the other day? <laughs> there was someone, I don't know how, where I came up all the with shrimp. Aunt Edna. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I yeah. think I have a shot well, of it actually. I, if I could only find yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, Tony, I, I got to toot your horn and say you are an expert when it comes to this. And I know that because you helped me. Oh, um, shucks, thank you. <laughs> and it's it's really true. I mean, you know, before uh, before you and I started working together, I mean, I just had kind of like, you know, a, a, a smattering of external hard drives. And I had 10,000 images on this one and 3,000 images on that one. And there was really no method to the madness. And when I had to go back and find an image, I mean, I, it was it was miraculous if I was able to find something. When I found you, you were, you were using Aperture. And no yeah. disrespect to Aperture, I loved that program. But I know that you weren't using it to its fullest capacity. And I think at that time, I was telling you that I didn't think uh, Aperture had a future. Um, because we weren't seeing any updates and stuff like that. And so I think I talked you into looking into Lightroom. And again, this is not a Lightroom versus Aperture kind of thing. It was just like reading the tea leaves a little bit. Yeah. Because this thing about workflow is that you're in it for the long haul. You're not. I think what you were doing is that you didn't seem to be in it for the long haul. Like you were using, it, it didn't, at least didn't seem it that way to me. You were using yeah, the program, well, but not to its fullest extent. Yeah, I wasn't thinking too much about, you know, finding stuff later. And I would oftentimes just try to find things by date because everything was chronological. But, right. But yeah. How know. did that work out? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, eventually I could find stuff, you know, but eventually, it was hard. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. but of course you got me going on Lightroom and now. You know, I think, like you said, we've only got 25 minutes, so we're not going to go into too much depth. But 
having a standardized way of, you know, we're talking about the flow of images. And so, you know, one of the things I learned from you is that if they initially all go into one file, you know, I have my file for Lightroom Masters for now 2015, everything first goes there. And as I'm uploading, say, a batch of 300 pictures from Joe's wedding, you know, the information for those pictures will contain the words Joe's wedding. So no matter where they are, I can I can do a search on keywords and, and they'll come up. Yeah. And the idea of rather than, we could say, keeping in one place or multiple places, but using a program like Lightroom or even Aperture, although that's not being made by Apple anymore for all you people who are thinking about picking it up. It's not a long-term investment I would make as much as I think it's a better program. Apple's replacing it with Photos, uh, which looks like iPhoto Pro, if I would say, but it definitely doesn't look like Aperture. I'm not sure it's going to have the same kind of organizational features that Aperture had. But that being said, again, it's not an Aperture versus Lightroom debate. Um, There's a lot of other programs that you can organize your pictures with. But the idea of maintaining a consistent workflow so that you're doing the same thing all the time. I think one of the things I saw with you is that I didn't sense that you were being consistent. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I would, yeah, label images different ways. I mean, one of the main ways that you helped me, Tony, was to have the, the preset so that there's standard information that automatically gets attached to an image, including, you know, my initials and the date. So I can always find stuff by date and they will always be recognizable as my images. That's always handy, especially if you're sharing them or selling them. And But there's also all that stuff can automatically be added along with Joe's wedding or, you know, whatever the, the key word is, Coney Island, Gala, you know, mm-hmm. so that they're they're recognizable and they're searchable, but there's also lots of information that is getting automatically attached to that image. And maybe you just want to say a word about how you do that. Well, you know, in, in Lightroom, when you're importing pictures, especially if you, you know, you said Coney Island Gala, so that's an event. And so you're importing something. And one of the nice things about a program like Lightroom is when you're importing, you can actually start attaching keywords to the pictures as you're importing them. So you can have like a global keyword. You know, you go on a trip to Scotland. So as you're importing the pictures from Scotland, obviously you can't keyword each one as they're coming in because you shot them some in, you know, the coast and some over here. But you can certainly start a basic keyword like Scotland. They're all in Scotland. So as you're importing them, you're giving sort of global keywords and these keywords can then be searchable all the data everything about the pictures that you're putting into your computer there's tons of data attached to those pictures i mean you can you can search for pictures by lens and by f-stop and by iso and it's an endless amount of things and you can search by keywords and dates and so having all that information i mean that's what the computer systems are good for is that to search for things so the more information you have the better you know i import stuff and i i know about keywords and i'll do so i'll go to greenwood cemetery and i'll shoot you know i'll I'll shoot a whole bunch of shots and then bring them in i'll say greenwood cemetery i won't necessarily go into every single shot and say you know this person's grave or that person's grave or this kind of flower that i shot there it's just because the way i work sometimes i don't really want to sit there and keyword every shot but I can if I want. 
and it's yeah. not very difficult to do, you know, and you can batch keyword things. But And if there's a couple, you know, if there's, a, you know, two or three shots from that particular day that you're really thrilled with, then you might spend a little extra time putting some keywords there to make it easier to find later. Yeah. Again, it's using these tools so that you know, we're going to be shooting so many pictures and what you're talking about is finding them later. I mean, I've got my Lightroom library, and I, I maintain a single library, and there's debates about how many libraries. We're not going to get into this, um, although I am seeing it start to slow down a little bit. But just to let you know, I've got, I think as of this morning, I've probably 435,000, 440,000 images in my Lightroom library. So it's wow. a lot to look at, but it also goes back to, I think, 2004. So mm. I, for some reason, want to be able to find my pictures from as far back as I can so I can, you know, look at them and put them in a portfolio or just create a story from them. So, Yeah, and that, um, that, that leads into the other, another point we wanted to make about, you know, external hard drives. And obviously there's not enough room on your computer to have all of those images. But that's a nice thing take about a picture. Lightroom. I can take a picture of my, sorry, my desk. And I'm like, I'm, I've got hard drives splayed around like they are floppy disks. So that's just... Yeah, well, with that many images, yeah, sure, you have to. But I, again, here too, you helped me, Tony, significantly by, you know, showing me these really big, powerful external hard drives, some that have two drives, so that you have a... Right away, you have an, an automatic backup of your backup. Yeah, well, that's that's a RAID drive. And it's one of the things I tell my my clients when people hire me to help them set up the systems I was like the one thing you want to get is one of these raids and because it's a single device that has two physical hard drives in it and it takes the data and it's and it writes on them both drives so that if case one drive inside mechanically dies you have another one to to back up with and I like to say well you need an additional one from that because something happens to that enclosure that has two drives like someone spills coffee on it then you might lose both drives. So the more copies you have, the better. It's the one thing we couldn't have when we had film. When you had film, you had a single negative, right? Maybe you, yeah. you filed them or a slide. You filed them in a drawer. And, you know, if you needed them, you go and got them. But if your house flooded, done, you know? You might have had some prints stored someplace. Um, but there's no guarantee, you know, that you have your stuff stored in a safe deposit box that that couldn't get damaged. Um, I mean, to go back to the sad story, there were there were these huge vaults in the World Trade Center that contained negatives from, I can't remember the photographer who photographed uh, John F. Kennedy, and they were destroyed. I mean, no one expected such a disaster, but, you know, he only had those negatives there, and they were destroyed. So the one thing we have, the big plus we have with digital is you can have the, the images in multiple places, and you can scatter them around so you don't have to have them all in one place. Anyway, that's sort of my... That's sort of the story I tell people when, when they're asking me, well, why do I have to buy all these hard drives? Because, A, you can. You know, they're not that expensive. And B, you know, why not? Yeah, why not and have also as, the as other, many copies? Yeah, and the, and the other reason is you, you're going to fill up your computer, you know. I mean, it, it, lots yeah. of people have probably already experienced a situation where, like, your computer is too full. You know, you need to free up memory space. And so... An external hard drive is just a way to store stuff not on your computer. But that's one thing that's so cool about Lightroom is that they have that smart preview feature. So even though you can upload the images, have them go directly to the external hard drive, 
but you can have the smart preview on your computer. So if you know if you're want to show somebody images or you want to look at them or you want to share them, you can and, and even edit them. You can do all kinds of things with those with the smart previews while the the master file is securely stored elsewhere on that external hard drive. Yeah, it's a way to keep your library portable um, if you want to take your stuff on the road. And speaking of that, you know, we've got you in Lightroom and you're doing most of your work is your my guess is that you're coming home with your cards and you're uploading them to your Lightroom library and then you're processing them in Lightroom uh, and then exporting them to wherever you want, Flickr or email, right? Is it Okay. Yeah, and and uh, yeah, and as they're as as I'm uploading them to my laptop, they're going directly into that external hard drive, so that right, you're making I, copies at the same yeah. time, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. So it's almost like a no-brainer, like it's a no-brainer backup kind of system. Yeah, it's a routine. Yeah, I, I mean, sometimes when I'm out and I I want to get an image on my computer immediately to try to sell it to a newspaper or something. I will, I mean, this is true confessions again. You're probably going to kill me, Tony, but sometimes if I'm in a hurry, I'll just upload it to iPhotos and then send it off. And then when I come home, I'll go through the standard process of into Lightroom, into the external hard drive. But I, I don't want to, like if I'm out and about, I don't want to start messing with Lightroom. I don't want to import it to Lightroom and then confuse it later by importing it again well we can we can solve that for you there are ways there are ways <laughs> there's <laughs> you, ways you to deal talking, with that i know you're doing a lot of uploading out you know on the fly yeah well i'll get into that in a second but like uh -huh. your workflow with doing that yeah you're going to start confusing lightroom if you start but there's ways of doing it with it. i mean lightroom is designed and aperture was too designed in such a way that if you had to do stuff on the road you won't confuse the system as long as you stick to procedures, you know, once uh -huh. you start going off your script, then you're down the road to heck because you, you, that's the whole thing about a workflow is you want to do the thing, same thing over and over and over again. Yeah. Uh, once you vary from it, you know, change is not good in a workflow unless it's going to improve your workflow. But change just for the sake of change is going to mess things up. So, yeah, there are ways of going. You were talking about the smart previews. I mean, that's one of the ways that you can work with Lightroom on the road. But let's talk about something different because your workflow right now is you're out with a big DSLR and you're uploading pictures for newspapers or, or, or sharing in other ways. And I'm currently now using a mirrorless Fuji camera for my street shooting, which has Wi-Fi built in, which is a great feature. And I think more cameras are going to have Wi-Fi built in as we go along in time because it's just one of those things you can have in a camera. It's not a big deal. And I'm carrying around my iPad with me. And what I'm doing is typically shooting a shot or a bunch of shots in the street or wherever. And I'm kind of wanting to share it right away. Like I don't want to wait to get back home to work on Lightroom or anything. So I tend to be uploading the pictures to my iPad using the Wi-Fi uh, uh -huh. and then doing some processing on my iPhone. Pad. Sometimes my iPhone, too. It's a little tricky to do it on the iPhone, but I can do it on my iPhone because I can connect them wi with Wi-Fi. And right from the iPad or iPhone, I'm uploading them to my sharing site or Instagram or Flickr. And so my workflow is really – now, it's a different kind of workflow. It's my work – this is a kind of workflow where I want to get the pictures out. I still have the, the problem 
or the tricky thing of getting back home because those pictures are not going to live on the iPad. Right. They're not going to live on my camera. I got to get them into my Lightroom system because that's my main library. I'm just, I'm maybe not processing them in Lightroom. You're processing shots in Lightroom. I'm not doing that all the time. So I'm, I'm using Nap on, by the way, one of the greatest apps on, on the iPhone and the iPad for processing images is Snapseed. It's free. It's from Google. The technology in it is fantastic. If you haven't downloaded it yet, you guys are nuts. No. <laughs> it's so fun. You know, it, I love it. It's a fun, and it's actually I found to be one of the least destructive types of processing that an iPad photo app does, meaning that it just is very kind to the pictures. It doesn't really whack them out in terms of colors. You've got a lot of sliders on it, and it's very gentle. And I like gentle processing. So I mean, I you can get crazy, that. too, you know, with some of those, like, grunge filters and stuff. You can but, get which crazy, can be fun, but you don't want to go through. Yeah. But I, mean, just, uh, I use uh, that. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to – I'm just in recognition that, you know, we probably have – people whose interest in photography is taking them in all kinds of different directions. And so, I mean, the purists, you know, would, will, would want to just kind of use the, you know, the, the kind of gentle processing options that Snapseed offers, but, but some of the other ones are really fun and just give you really dramatic images that can really be a blast creatively. Yeah. They, 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 they don't, and they don't go overboard too. I think there's the, you know, that turning into psycho colors and stuff like that. But uh, yeah. So, I'm pulling them into the iPad. I'm processing them. But then what ends up happening, like the practical part of this, and I'm still figuring this out. So I'm true confessions to everybody. <laughs> you know, I'm going to have a copy of the picture on my camera because I do not delete it from my camera. I've got a picture, a copy of it on my iPad. And now, and the one on the iPad is the processed picture. And so I've got to get that processed picture from my iPad back into Lightroom and tie it together with the original picture and not make a big mess out of it. And it's still a little messy. It is messy. And I don't use Lightroom on the iPad because I think it stinks. I'm sorry. It's just a... It, there is a version of Lightroom on the iPad. I won't use it because it's processing low-res versions of it. And it's just... It's not what I want to do. But I'm having issues with the fact that I've got this really high-res process picture on my iPad. I want to get it back into Lightroom to store it and make sure it sits with its original RAW file in the proper folder. And so I'm still working some kinks out in this, but this is again, workflow. This is like paying attention to this stuff, making sure that I'm not just dumping stuff into a folder onto my desktop and thinking, all right, well, I'll figure it out later. You know, constantly working at the stuff and trying to figure out a solution. Yeah. And it's enabling you to get a processed image out sometimes moments after you've taken it. And then later yeah. you're dealing with, making sure, like you said, that image is going to be stored in a permanent location along with the original raw file. Yeah, and what I'm doing these days, too, is I don't, not, not, on a daily basis, I'm really not going back to, this is awful, too. That's gonna, <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, oh, no, do as we say, not as we do. Well, you are so well organized. I know. I'm pretty comfortable with the way I'm working, even though it's not the way I would like to teach people to do it. Because I, I think once you know certain, when I say, rules... You know, then you can bend them to your needs. So mm -hmm. I, you know, I so I'm shooting with a 32 gig card in my camera, which means I can go all week with the way I shoot, and I'm not downloading the pictures every day. So it does mean there's a slight risk that I could lose. You know, if the card gets corrupt during the middle of the week, you know, I'm not downloading every day. But I've I've felt that things are okay. So you know, on the Friday or Saturday, I take the card out of the camera or when it fills up, and I I download those to Lightroom. 
And I, I try to pull the ones off my iPad and coordinate them. But that's become my workflow with this new camera. Actually, with my DSLR, I'm generally the other way around. I'll shoot pictures, and it comes right out of the DSLR, goes into Lightroom, and I'm done. But that's how I feel comfortable with, and, and I'm shooting in a different way. So, But again, I know my system, and I've come up with a system, and I stick with it. And as long as I'm sticking with it, I mean, I'll find better ways of working the pictures with a better flow of work. But until then, this is working for me fine. And it's not going to work for everybody else. Everybody else is going to have a different system. Yeah, some things transfer. You know, the uh, getting in the habit of saving stuff to external hard drives. And, and really, I think as a general rule, kind of organizing them on the front end with keywords and, you know, some, some preset information can go a very long way to helping you find stuff later yeah because you know the more you organize the stuff and the more you it you know because this kind of stuff is really drudgery right if you think about it i mean really who wants to sit in front of a computer for hours and typing in words into pictures you want to do is you want to set it up as automated as possible so that it becomes not drudgery and that it's easy to do so i mean i think you know you find the kind of system you want to work with that you're comfortable with and, you know, everybody's going to tell you, well, you got to do this and you got to do that and you got to do this and you got to put every, got to put 1400 keywords in it. And I'm like, it's not going to, I'm not going to do that for you. Yeah. You might do that, but I'm not going to do it. I mean, if I got a few keywords and I could find the pictures and I'm happy with it, it's fine. And then it doesn't become a burden for me. Like, I don't want to become a slave to my own system, you know, because then right. I'm not going to do it. You know? Yeah. And if I don't do it, then I'm, it's messed up. Yeah, exactly. But it really, it doesn't, doesn't take a ton of time. I mean, you know, I mean, you know how to do it. It's easy when you know how, but you know, you, you got me set up, Tony, so that now I, you know, I hook up to the external hard drive. I, I put in a couple of keywords and, and I import and, you know, and it, it, and then I just sort of set it and forget it. You know, it just takes a while, but it doesn't take a lot of my time just to hook up and get started. But you helped me take that time in the beginning so that my Lightroom system automatically attaches the date, my initials, you know, that sort of thing. And so just add a few keywords and just let it upload. And it's not yeah. super time consuming. It's just yeah. a matter of thinking things through at the outset. Yeah. And I've often found that, you know, sometimes you might want to write stuff down, you know, you want to write down in a piece of paper or a document, just like the steps that you go through, because sometimes there's a lot of steps and it's nice to be able to go back to something and say, oh, right, this is where, this is where I do this and this and this and this. And eventually you'll you sort of remember it on your own. But it's also helpful if you have to hand it off to somebody else. Like, you know, you have an assistant who comes in or something like that. And you say, this is my workflow. You know, do this step one, two, three, like this. One of these days we should do a workshop, you know, where you can just kind of, we can have Lightroom projected up onto a screen and you could just kind of walk people through how to set up their systems. Yeah, yeah. That would be good. We need a workshop. Anybody want to come to Brooklyn for a, <laughs> for a Lightroom workshop? We'll do it at your place, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. I don't know what else to say about this. I mean, it's a much longer discussion, and there's a lot of minutiae and details in it. And I think just, you know, if we can just give to the broad strokes, because there are still people picking up cameras for the first time, and they're not knowing what to do with, with all the pictures that they're getting. And I, I think I heard that there's going to be something like a trillion pictures photographed in a year now with wow. everybody with the digital cameras and that's a lot of that's a lot of data so you know let's try to wrangle some of that you know and we're photographers so it's kind of our i want to say it's kind of our job but it's kind of our, it is our, kind of our job to like take care of this stuff and and uh 
you know, make sure that we can find it and, and share it with the people we want to share it with or if people want to hire us and, you know, it's, it's part of the, it's part of the job. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big part. Yeah. Schlepping cameras and, you know, and organizing the, the images. Yeah. yeah it's, that's part of the job. So, you know, let's not make it as dull as possible. Let's make it exciting and so that you want to do it and get it done. Take care yeah. of those pictures. Yeah, and it's a good feeling. I mean, now when somebody asks me for an image uh, or if I need it for whatever reason, it's a great feeling to be able to just go find stuff as opposed to just yeah. searching and searching and feeling like, oh, I'm never going to find that. And it's, you know, it's almost no point in taking it if you can't find it later when you want it. Yeah, I agree. I think we're done for today. All right. I think we've talked about this enough. To be continued. Right. As new yeah. things oh, come yeah. up, yeah. I definitely want to continue this conversation. And I would like uh, those in the audience to continue the conversation with us, which they can through our website. Well, actually, we don't have a chat feature on our website, but go to our website, switch to manual.com. See what we got going there. You know, the, the weather's getting better. So I think we're going to start some workshops soon. Uh, so if you're in the New York, Brooklyn area and you want a workshop, we can uh, let's 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 have a photo walks and workshops. But anyway, we're at in, uh, switchmanual.com. We're on the Twitter. We're at switch the numeral two manual. So switch to manual. We're on the Google Plus. We have a nice group growing there. Please join us there. It's a great way to show pictures. And mm-hmm. Flickr, another good way. Flickr. Yeah, we have a Flickr group which. Is on our website, and you can. We're on Facebook too. We like Facebook. Please like us. We like those little thumbs up. We like to show them to our our spouses and say, "Look, we're <laughs> we're actually doing something." <laughs> but anyway, yeah, check us out on Facebook. We 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 post a lot of stuff there. And if you have any suggestions or feedback, please send them to us. You can Twitter us with that information, or you could email us at info at switch to manual.com and uh please tell people about us we want to we want to oh you know what i want to give a shout out i want to give a shout out to bart again bart Bushot, who's had us on his uh, let's talk photography podcast yeah. yeah great podcast great podcast and great guy and i think he's really you know given me the the inspiration for you know us doing this podcast so uh Thanks, Bart. And uh, Allison Sheridan, part of the uh, uh, Nozilla cast, Podfeet. She's at uh, Podfeet on Twitter. And she's also a great resource of information for us for doing this podcast, very encouraging, and gives us a lot of feedback. So go check her out at uh, the Nozilla cast. She's got a great Macintosh podcast. So she knows her stuff, by the way. Boy, you know? You want to learn mm-hmm. about Macs and, and tech and stuff like that? She's just incredible. So... Anyway, check them out. And they're our inspiration. We're very thankful for them and helping us and being part of their shows sometimes. And uh, anyway, give credit where credit's due. So yeah, that's absolutely. it. So we're done. All, All right. right. Cool. See you next so, time. See you, everybody. And uh, take care. Adios. Adios.